Don't you just love it when you're going about your well-scheduled, well-planned day and all of a sudden something happens that totally wrecks the perfect day that you'd planned? Or even worse, something unexpectedly devastating happens in your life like losing someone or a diagnosis. If this is you, then we're going to look at how anxiety rages in those unexpected environments and how we might seek to lean into those moments for growth and community. So let's get trying. Welcome to the Anxious Pastor Podcast. Before we get going, I'd like for you to stop whatever you're doing right now. Well, unless you're driving, then then don't do that. But when you have a second, stop and head over to Facebook and search the group, The Anxious Pastor Community. This is a place where we want to create an ongoing discussion and a community for those who struggle with and those who know someone who struggle with anxiety. So let's jump in and let's build this awesome community together. In today's episode, we'll talk about the things that come out of nowhere and how that can bring anxiety to our lives and ultimately stop us right in our tracks. We'll look at a few practical applications that have helped me with these things, and ultimately, we'll just acknowledge that sometimes life sucks. Have you ever noticed that there are millions and millions of how-to books out there? Anything you can think of, there's a book on how to do it. There's a book about how to get rich. There's a book on how to win over people. There's a book on how to snowboard. There's a book on how to break habits. And here's my personal favorite, a book on how to avoid huge ships. What? I know what you're thinking. Is there like some underlining thing there? No, it's literally a book about avoiding huge ships. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy that there's so many how-to books out there in the world. But here's one how-to book that I can't seem to find out there. There's not a how-to book on dealing with unexpected things in life. It's, It's really something that's not easy to teach. But a lot of us struggle with knowing how to deal with both responsibilities and emotions. Say you get a flat tire on the highway. Yeah, I'm sure there's a how-to book or a YouTube video on changing a flat tire, but there isn't one on how to process your emotions when you get a flat tire. Or even scarier, you pass out at work and find yourself sitting in front of a doctor who's telling you that you have cancer. There isn't a YouTube video on working through all the fears and questions running through your head in that moment. And what I would say is even harder with all of this is that the world tells us to figure it out, figure out your your situation, but it really kind of doesn't have much room for grace. You know, accidents happen, things break, nature has its own agenda, but it can feel like no one cares. And, And it feels like at times that the bills just keep adding up or the diagnosis gets worse and worse and worse. And the world's just saying, hey, you know what? Just keep going. We're going to keep going. But we don't really have a whole lot of grace for your situation. It's kind of like this. 
You got that flat tire on the side of the road, but the cars keep zooming by like you're not even there. So recently, I had one of those weeks where I just wish I could have crawled into a hole and stayed away from the world, which if you know me, I I would kind of just prefer that. But in reality, that's not life. Well, I had one of these crazy weeks, and in the midst of that week that was already taking an emotional toll on my life, the Louisville area had some major storms and winds, and upon getting up one morning, I found this large tree branch had fallen out of the tree on our property and into the neighbor's yard. And this wasn't something I could move on my own. It was crazy heavy. And then as I looked at it, I looked up and there's another tree branch just hanging there um, waiting to fall. So I take the whole day, I start researching, calling tree companies, trying to find someone with a good reputation at a reasonable price. And I finally found somebody and they came the next morning to take care of, of the tree. So the tree service comes and about an hour after they leave, we've paid them. We literally hand them a check. They head out. My wife goes to leave our house only to find that there's now something wrong with our garage door. And after looking it over, I realized that there was something wrong with the motor. It was all messed up. Now, I'm sure you're sitting there and you're hearing a sad, small violin playing in the background as I describe all this to you. But if you know anything about anxiety, you know that it doesn't matter how big or small the situation, anxiety loves to surface at any opportunity it can. And as I try to process all of my emotions, it it just doesn't go well for me with unexpected things. See, I like my control. And if I were a betting man, I would say that if you deal with anxiety, then you're probably a control freak too. That's me. I, I, I just assume that that's part of the issue with anxiety is we seek control in our situations. So let me ask you, are you a control freak? If you're sitting there thinking, nope, I'm not, then let's take a little short quiz to determine if you are. Okay, here we go. Do you... Try hard to prevent things from happening. Do you expect people around you to change? Are you upset or disappointed when something doesn't go the way you expected? If you answered yes to at least two of the three, then let's say maybe you, uh, you, you are a control freak. See, lack of control can make us feel helpless and even unstable. And actually, as I've processed this a little more, I feel so strongly about acknowledging our need for control. I, I, I think I'm going to do a series or an episode on being anxious and being controlling. And I want to stop just for a moment and hit something before we move on. No matter your situation, I believe that there is hope. This is something I feel convicted to share with you no matter what you believe. But I personally believe in Jesus. I believe that Jesus felt the same pressures we feel today. And I personally believe that his life, his death, and his resurrection is the hope in my hopelessness. So my hope for you is that you believe that and that you know that. So going back to control, 
The first thing I feel like we need to address and we need to put into application is how we deal with our lack of control at times. And this is obviously the hardest thing for me to do. I want to focus on the situation and how I hate the unknown. I just cannot stand not being in control and not having a grip on what's going to happen. But this is the most important piece in all of this. You kind of have to acknowledge that you can only control your thoughts and your actions. Let me say that again. We have to acknowledge that we can only control our thoughts and our actions. Nothing else is in your control. Other people are not in your control. Acts of God are not in your control. Garage door openers are not in your control. And that's the thing. That's the thing with control. You only have control of you. So let's spend a little time here looking at how we currently deal with control. I'm the type of person who likes to have as much knowledge as possible so I'm not caught off guard by something. And with that knowledge, I can spin it in my direction or so I think uh, to try to keep bad things from happening. Here's an exercise for us. Before we move on, why don't you just pause the podcast for a second and think of one area in your life that you like to have control more than anything else. And then ask yourself this question, is this control causing me anxiety? Now, I harp on this a lot, but you need community and support in your life. I can't imagine losing someone and not having the support of others. I can't imagine being told that I'm terminally ill and not having someone to process those feelings with. So ask for prayers. Ask for the opportunity to process your feelings with someone. I promise you that there are people in your life that want to listen. They want to help you through it, especially if you're dealing with something that makes you feel so alone. Another angle would be if the unexpected is something out of your realm of knowledge, then seek help from people who make carrying that burden easier. Did you have a water leak in your house? Ask friends and family to help clean up or recommendations on what to do or who to call. If you find out that your child is dealing with depression, then ask someone who would be a good counselor or who would be a good resource or what would be a good resource for that child and you as a parent. And one more thing before we move on. And now this is particularly for men, but it's absolutely not exclusive to us. All right, here it is. It is not weak for you to ask for help. I hate that perspective for us when it comes to asking for help. I've I've been crippled for years thinking that I'm going to look weak if I ask for help on something. And see, I'm trying hard not to live in that fear. But for some reason, the world is constantly telling me that it's wrong for me to ask for help. And so I think we need to get past that. I think we need to crush that stigma and move forward with being okay with being vulnerable. And the last thing I think we can do to move forward in those unexpected moments is to learn from those moments. This is the greatest opportunity for us to grow as people, no matter the severity of the situation. It's an opportunity for you to grow both in your mental processing 
your relationships, and in your knowledge of a situation. If a garage door opener breaks, research how to fix it. If you get a flat tire and you've never changed one, then YouTube that beast. And if you've lost someone, then it's okay to mourn. But know that you have people around you that love you and that will be there to support you. I feel like it's a good reminder that hindsight is twenty twenty, And when you're in the moment of anxiety or distress or depression, it's kind of hard to see clearly. And I know personally for me, 90% of my growth comes after I've calmed down and or removed myself from a situation. So please don't beat yourself up over being overwhelmed. It's okay. It's just part of the process. The important thing for all of us is that we process those feelings in a healthy way. In my opinion, a healthy way to process that is to process it with those people that we ask for help. Those people that we said, hey, I don't know how to deal with this situation. What should I do? And while you're doing this and learning from this, you have to do it looking through the lens of the good that's in your life. Now, before I close up here, I really need to mention something, and this has been brought to light, just a reminder to me, based on some things that have happened out in the world. If you're struggling and you feel like you have no reason to live, please just hang on. I promise there is good left in your life, and there is someone who loves you. Even if it feels like no one loves you, I promise you there is someone out there. If you are feeling this and and you feel like you can't talk to anyone, hey, then I'm telling you, email me. You can email me at theanxiouspastor at gmail.com. Please, I want to be there to talk with you and to pray with you and to be a help to you. Just don't do this alone. Now, if you don't feel comfortable with talking to me, uh, there is a great national suicide prevention lifeline, and I would just strongly encourage you to call this number, 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. The biggest thing here is that you know that there is still good to be done, that there's still good in your life, and that there are people who care. I know when I've struggled with seasons of this, I just kept telling myself that no one really cared if I lived or died. And honestly, why would it matter? But then if I can just stop and rationalize for a moment, I'm honestly able to see that there are more people than I realize that would be broken if I wasn't in their lives. Especially I have a wife and I have kids. I can't leave them behind because I'm overwhelmed. So my challenge to you is don't give up. Talk to someone. So as we wrap up here today, I hope that your life is a little easier and the unexpected is a little more bearable, knowing that there are some practical things you can do and that, hey, you're not the only person out there that deals with that. Hey, and if you find a how-to book on how to deal with unexpected things in life, please let me know. But please don't send me any links to this book about avoiding huge ships. So if you wouldn't mind, subscribe to our podcast, review it. Please let it be a good review and tell your friends. We really want to create awareness for this and just build our community, build a better and 
greater opportunity for us to talk about something that doesn't get talked about in a healthy way very often. Also, jump over to theanxiouspastor.com and sign up for a newsletter and just see what we're doing. And also, don't forget about that Facebook group, The Anxious Pastor Community, that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. So I hope that this has been a good resource for you. I hope that you're encouraged and that you're moving forward. And let's get trying. (laughs) 